W-O-V-U-L-P Cleveland. Today. Hello, 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 and welcome to Our Voices Today here on WOVU 95.9 FM Burton Bell Car Community Radio streaming live from WOVU.org. How is everyone today this Friday? I am so excited. Are you? I hope you got some good rest and uh, was able to eat some good food and uh, you know drink some nice clean water we are uh, you know the only community radio station uh, in Cleveland in Northeast Ohio and uh, thank you so much for tuning in please feel free to download I mean feel not only feel free but feel compelled feel driven you know feel motivated to download the WOVU mobile app this is no laughing matter the WOVU mobile app available for the uh, Android and Apple uh, technological platforms you know your smartphone your dumb phone your laptop your desktop uh, well on the desktop you want to stream us live wovu.org but uh, on your tablet your Kindle your iPad your uh, can you put apps on the Apple watch or you, you got to do that on you can okay yes on the Apple watch I've gotten in studio confirmation uh, from uh, some two extremely uh, interesting and smart and uh, chatty individuals and I will go <laughs> introduce them uh, in just a few seconds but you know I want to uh, start with uh, some you know disturbing news uh, Let's see, where is, there is so much going on, y'all. I get alerts from everywhere, Uh, but coronavirus, right, COVID-19, I think we've hit 150,000 new cases reported, 153,000 cases reported uh, this morning in the U.S., like in one, is that one day? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, more than 50 million cases of COVID-19 have been recorded worldwide one in four deaths in france the u.s has surpassed 10 and a half million cases and 240,000 deaths now that is overall but uh okay so more than 150,000 cases reported uh i yeah in the past 24 hours in the past 24 hours man that is crazy and so uh here i'll go ahead and bring in our guests because they were having a a spirited conversation about COVID-19 and a host of other issues but there was something um that uh, our guests one of our guests said that really made me go hmm and shake my head um so I'm going to go ahead and introduce uh Ron Stubblefield he is 
a nationally recognized lawyer, scholar, economic development professional, and entrepreneurial advisor. As a shared entrepreneur in residence, he acts as a collaborative resource at Jumpstart for the Economic Community Development Institute, Institute, the Hispanic Business Center, the President's Council, the Urban League of Greater Cleveland, uh, and Jumpstart. So he works with these organizations to advance black and brown tech and tech-enabled entrepreneurship within the city of Cleveland. Welcome to Welcome back, actually, to Our Voices Today, Ron Stubblefield. All right. No, definitely a pleasure to be back. Yeah, I should have saved all that for when I we actually jump into our Jumpstart conversation because, of course, it is uh, Jumpstart Friday. Wait, where are we at? It's so much going on here, y'all. Here we go. Wait, wait. There we go. Wait, wait. Here we go. Yes, it's Jumpstart Friday. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so um, Ron Stubblefield is here. He is feeling good. And uh, thank goodness with all this COVID-19, you know, going on. Um, Absolutely. Yes. And so we also have in the house Polly Suchi. Oh, where is that sheet of paper? Here we go. Updated bio. He is a social entrepreneur from Cleveland, Ohio, as the Ohio State Coordinator for the Global Entrepreneurship Week. Thank you. I did not want to say that wrong. For Global Entrepreneurship Week USA and delegate for the Global Entrepreneurship Congress, he works to improve the health and well-being of Ohio communities by creating economic and social opportunities for entrepreneurs through Global Entrepreneurship Week. He is the founder of And Group, a Midwestern consulting firm that provides services to help businesses and governments put sustainability first. He is also the business director at BioFlight VR, an Akron-based virtual reality healthcare education startup that has partnered with companies like Facebook and Oculus to develop the next generation of healthcare training technologies. He wants to usher in a world where everyone everywhere can lead a happy, purposeful life. Welcome to the program, Polly Suchi. Welcome to both of you to Jumpstart Friday. Yes, we're jumping for love and entrepreneurship. Oh, wait, let me turn your mic up. There we go. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I am so prepared. I am like... Dis- disheveled. I'm disheveledly prepared. But anyway, let's, uh, you know, COVID-19, Ron Stubblefield, you had uh, said something, you know, about, you know, uh, and you, Polly, you were talking about quarantining um, and the, the, the socioeconomic factors that go into who really stays safe from this COVID-19 virus. Can you yeah, repeat yeah. what you said yeah, earlier? I think it's like a funny way to think about it is like this idea of access to mm-hmm. um the ability to quarantine it's like yeah can you really quarantine if you're like living paycheck to paycheck no definitely right. no it's you're, you're gonna have to do something you're gonna be more exposed than people who don't right who mm-hmm. who are in this digital world and controlling things from you know their home it's not easy mm-hmm. yeah right. so people like people those who are working minimum job you know working the the the, the food-based jobs delivering mm-hmm. food right all those essential workers. All the essential workers. Absolutely. Good, and that, I And I think that's where we were talking about when the meme I saw on Facebook, I think, really nails Polly's point. We didn't really have a quarantine. Those who had the capital hid while the rest of the world brought them things. That's, and that's when we, what I was And saying. when we think about that here, it's it really shows us a lot about 
how, in fact, we are not really doing what we need to do to protect the most vulnerable in society. Mm -hmm. And when we don't do those things, that's why we're seeing the numbers that you quoted. Mm -hmm. For me, it's not strictly just a COVID tragedy. It speaks to a larger tragedy about the type of society we have and how we value and what we do to protect those who do not have access to a lot of capital. And they're humans. They deserve that protection, too. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, we don't focus enough on the, how these institutions are actually serving the people. We measure it based on profit, right, mm-hmm. um, for shareholders of companies that no one will ever actually interact with or have in their community, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like people so far away are generating all this wealth while it's not being brought back to the people who need it. And it's just a funny, weird, vicious circle as we globalize and have more big right. companies controlling and, you know, taking away the opportunity for people to start jobs and um, you know, have a career in entrepreneurship, right, to, mm-hmm. to build something in their community. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what brings us both to our work today with Jumpstart Global Entrepreneurship Week and beyond. Mm-hmm. Because for our perspective, it's this is the pat this is one of the key elements that needs to be addressed to help say how do we build up and take advantage of what's cost this country over twenty years sixteen trillion dollars. Mm-hmm that could have been in growth and tax base that could have been used to say, we can provide more services for people. Mm-hmm. We can build and advance communities. We can provide people outlets of hope that meet their needs. Yeah. But if we're gonna go ahead and make up for what we haven't done, one of the things that we have to do, that, and this is why I think it leads to our discussion today, mm-hmm. it's really go, what are the resources available to help people get started in those entrepreneurial journeys? What sort of community is there to support you as you pursue your ideas. Yeah. And I think that's what's very valuable and why I'm really happy to be here to have this conversation. Yeah, and, and I'll definitely add to that. I think just to sum up the whole point of Global Entrepreneurship Week, it's mm-hmm. here locally. It's to make sure that our communities are able to come together and assess and audit what actually exists on the ground and then to come together around the same table and say, here's what we need and here's what we don't have. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you have everyone in the room from all these different places, all these different cities, you can come together and say, here's what I have. And you can get a real sense of who has what. Yeah. And the truth is, if we, com- you know, we're all sitting around together, we can actually put our voices together and pull from there and come up with the best ideas to use the assets and the resources we do have yeah. to put them to work, to increase the utility of the, all the energy we spend. One, so we're not as wasteful. And two, so we actually empower these communities and empower these people. And do so in a sustainable way. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, that you, the two of you are right. That leads us right into uh, what we are here to talk about today uh, at during Jumpstart Friday on WOVU on Our Voices Today, Global Entrepreneurship Week 2020. Have you heard of it? Well, if you haven't, you are going to find out today. You're going to learn today. Global <laughs> Entrepreneurship Week uh, takes place across the globe next week November 16th through the 22nd uh, Global Entrepreneurship Week is an annual celebration put on by ecosystem builders from around the world who are dedicated to strengthening startup communities Ohio is celebrating Global Entrepreneurship Week for the third year with presenters and partners from across the state and this year Ohio is focused on creating on-ramps for new entrepreneurs and attracting new business and talent to Ohio. You can check it all out at GEWOhio.com. 
That's G-E-W-Ohio.com. So I guess as the coordinator for Global Entrepreneurship Week Ohio, Polly Succi, tell us what uh, this is all about, how it came to be, and why uh, Ohio has decided to, for the third year in a row, uh, host this event. Well, I would say it came to be because I'm obsessed, you know, (laughs) um, absolutely obsessed, you know, with, you know, you know, creating opportunities and like working okay. with people and trying to get these ideas off the ground. Um, so at the most fundamental level, that's what it's about. But um, more closer, more local is this idea that, you know, um, we can bring everyone together again and, um, and, and do things to support these communities. Um, I started um, three years ago when I had went over to Turkey. I was working for an agro, um, uh, it's an ag tech company that did um, industrial equipment sharing. And we, we had three... Uh, countries that were involved in LATAM, so Bolivia, uh, Paraguay, and and uh, what was it, um, Venezuela, and basically it would deliver your equipment if you needed it. So it, it competed with like the big, big, um, you know, industrial equipment providers like like Cat, right? And yeah. these local uh, okay. farmers couldn't get what they needed. The point is, I went over and pitched in this competition in Istanbul, and then I met the folks who run Global Entrepreneurship Week. Um, for the USA, and I told them, I'm like, I want to do this at home. They're like, you can, because anyone can. I didn't, okay. I didn't like, I, I, you know, there wasn't that barrier. They want people to come into the network and take advantage of this platform and share the message that you know you could build a community right where you are to support entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they have such a big need to fill is because there's not enough people supporting entrepreneurs. So I brought it back, and this is year three, and um, and we've really grown. And it, it's there's literally hundreds of organizations that have been at the table with us trying to offer something, trying to build this community with us. And so, yeah, so the bigger the community gets, the more likely we'll be able to get those ideas off the ground. Yeah, And it's, it's a whole week of events. Uh, I mean, jam-packed. I actually did take a look at the schedule. Shout out to Vicki McDonald and Tasia <laughs> Duxworth uh, for always helping us put together these great uh, Jumpstart Fridays. Um, but it is jam-packed. I mean, from, you know, we have uh, our wonderful friend and family, the WOVU, Shayna Black, uh, speaking. Um, and also, uh, you know, uh, what's the dude's name? Secretary of State. John, John, Houston. John Houston. Yeah. Lieutenant Governor John yeah. Houston. Yeah. So uh, tell us about, you know, what we can expect yeah. um, and, you know, how and why all of these people, you know, decided to be involved. You know, how yeah. did you get them to come and participate? Well, first, uh, I emailed them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. We were just talking about all the th- hundreds of thousands of emails you get. You can't even get any sleep. Huh? Yeah. No. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you are getting um, you are you are understanding uh, the messages uh, that are coming out of our government institutions. You're, you're hearing from the people who support entrepreneurs directly on the ground, mm-hmm. whether they're spending private or public doc, uh, dollars. Um, you're going to hear from people that represent and um, are pushing to strengthen the black community. You're going to hear from people that are um, coming out to support the Hispanic businesses. You're going to hear from people that are you know, coming out to um, just tell their story of their startup journey, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to hear stories about what it takes to succeed here in Ohio. You're going to hear stories about where we're going as a state, how we're going to um, reorganize our system to better support entrepreneurs. And then we're going to hear um, you know, some hard truths about the reality of um, uh, entrepreneurship for, for uh, black and brown people. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, that's one of the most beautiful parts is because we have a platform that I can orchestrate and make it louder for you know, issues that I care about more. And, and guess what? I think... Uh, you know, we have uh, a civic duty to support the people that are marginalized the most. And um, and there's, 
an indisputable discussion about who is and who isn't. So yeah, um, that's cool. why that's what that's what you'll expect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is a lot. Ron, how did Jumpstart get involved with the Global Entrepreneurship Week? All right. So we can start with a simple fact. Paulie emailed a lot of people, a lot of Jumpstart, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. That being said, it was um, we stepped back and eventually I was one of the people who got emailed. And so Paulie and I sat and had a conversation going, how what can we do together? And so this meant two things. First, when we think about Black Entrepreneurship Summit, this is where I went. Let's start talking to different people across the state who are doing things to advance entrepreneurship mm -hmm. that may not be heard, you know, and say and partner with Paulie to make sure we give them a voice and a pl platform to talk about, A, what they're doing so people are aware. It's, there's things happening for our communities. But, B, allow people who are the experts to come and say in a platform where you get to hear from government officials, this is what our communities need. This is why we need it. And we really needed this 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. The next best time is now. Then okay. um, separately, it's also what sort of free programming can Jumpstart provide to help show entrepreneurs what do we do as a free entrepreneurial support organization while helping move the conversation forward. Mm -hmm. So some of the things that we're doing will include having a conversation between two current entrepreneurs about how this and why you should consider starting a tech-based business. Um, and you'll hear particularly from Chris Smith, who's an African-American entrepreneur from Cleveland. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about his journey with that. Um, we're also having a session to talk about Jumpstart Resources and an entrepreneurial roadmap to help guide people. Here are things you need to consider as you do these type of businesses, and what are the resources that are free in the state of Ohio to help you in that process. Right. We also have members of Jumpstart's investing team joining a larger conversation to discuss investor capital in Ohio. And then we're also going to open up some sessions for people to do pitch practices. So if you have a business and you just say, I want to practice pitching and get feedback on how to strengthen my business, we're providing a platform to do that mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And then last but certainly not least, one of the reasons my role was created in the spirit of what Paulie was talking about mm -hmm. was helping those who I call the historically underestimated, not mm -hmm. underrepresented, underestimated. Because of our racism, we Facts. underestimate what people are capable of, and that's why they're underrepresented. So I'm hosting office hours with Paulie for entrepreneurs from black and brown communities to say, talk with me. Let me show you how I can help your business and get you connected with the resources necessary to grow. Yeah. And all the information on this can be found on the website. Mm -hmm. Just sign up. We'll be here to help you. Wow. 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 Well, thank you for that. And um, uh, let's go ahead. Let's take a break. Uh, we are uh, in the midst of Jumpstart Friday, and uh, we are here with, uh, shoot, Pauly Suchi, a social entre entrepreneur and uh, found our coordinator for the Global Entrepreneurship Week here in Ohio, along with Ron Stubblefield, an the, one of the entrepreneurs in residence with Jumpstart. I knew that off the top of my head. Yes. Uh, so anyway, we were going to take a quick break. You are listening to Our Voices Today on WOVU 95.9 FM. It's Jumpstart Friday. This is DJ Rockville, and I'd like to wish you a happy holiday season. Hi, this is Joy Johnson, 
Executive Director of Burton Bell Car Development, also referred to as BBC. When you hear BBC, you may think of the British Broadcasting Company. We are actually named for three community leaders who served the Central and Kinsman neighborhoods in the past, Lonnie Burton, James Bell, and Charles V. Carr. Residents of the Central and Kinsman neighborhoods may be familiar with those names because we have the Lonnie Burton Recreation Center. We have Charles Carr Avenue in Garden Valley. We have the James Bell Pool on East 71st Street in Central. Many of our residents were alive when those three leaders served the community. Folks outside of the community sometimes think we're a law firm, a CPA, or that Burton, Bell, or Carr are people who work here and founded the organization. They were all deceased when Burton Bell Carr was founded in 1990, and the organization was named to honor their contributions to the neighborhoods. So now you know who we are, Burton Bell Carr Development. We here at WOVU would like you to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Here are some steps to help you and the community stay safe. Avoid large groups of people. During necessary trips to the grocery store or the pharmacy, stay six feet away from others. Do not shake hands. Stay indoors. Take breaks. Enjoy quiet outdoor spaces. Walk your dog. Stay six feet away from others. Clean surfaces, including doorknobs, taps, faucets, toilet handles, light switches, counters, and tables, cell phones, TV remotes. Cough or sneeze into your elbow or a tissue. Wash with soap and water for at least 20 seconds when you eat, prepare food, enter a building, get home, use the bathroom. For more information, please call Mental Health COVID-19 hotline 44059-COVID, 44059-26843. I am your music director, DJ Chris Styles, and we thank you for listening to WOVU 95.9 FM. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Shanoa Miller from Empower You Radio Show, and I am thankful for every single person that I come encounter with. They either a loved one or a lesson learned. All right? Happy holidays. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Our Voices Today. Don't be confused. It's Jumpstart Friday, and we are jumping for the love of Global Entrepreneurship Week. In the studio with us uh, is Polly Succi, the coordinator for Global Entrepreneurship Week Ohio, and Ron Stubblefield, one of the entrepreneurs in residence uh, with Jumpstart. And uh, so welcome back. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that we talked to, you mentioned, Polly, during the break, um, reminded me of one of the sessions that is going to be a part of Global Entrepreneurship Week, which, let's uh, tell our listeners, is online. It's all virtual this year, right? So, uh, orange and blue, there we go. And <laughs> it's all virtual this year. Uh, tell our listeners how they can um, tune in, log in, participate, register. Yeah, um, you can check everything out just by going to that website, and then there's a registration page. Um, and just follow that and get your ticket. Um, 
you can also get a um, expo booth if you're a startup. If you mm-hmm. have a business, you can set something up there and you can invite people to your booth, have live sessions for three days, and you can market it yourself and bring people onto the platform yourself. Oh, um, so if you have a business, get it on there so you know our people can put it up uh, on the website and get you a virtual uh, setup in the showcase area. All right. And again, the website is dot dot com so many pieces of paper in front of me i apologize but um registration people is free yeah yes registration is free it's free virtual and online go to gewohio.com to join in again november 16th to the 22nd. 22nd. Here we go. Here's the right piece of paper. November 16th to the 22nd, GEWOhio.com. So one of the things that sparked my memory uh, while we during the break was um, the session I saw on marijuana, the business of marijuana. Yeah. 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 So tell us about that and why that was included Um, um, in this uh, year's festivities. Yeah. Um, So I it's by a professor named Brandon Cohen. He is over at the University of Toledo, and um, he's working with Jordan Val- Valdivia's, and um, he's it's a part of a, f- a, a founder series. So they're going to tell stories about different founders. And I believe we got connected through the Northwest chapter of Jumpstart okay. um, way early on. And Jordan is, you know, just one of those people that's also on the ground, just doing what he can, you know, to um, lift up the community through entrepreneurship. Um, but I'm excited to hear it, too, because I really don't know much about Brandon Cohen. Mm-hmm. I met him via email, too. But it, it looks okay. interesting. And, um, and uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> Ron, what are some of the uh, uh, pieces of Global Entrepreneurship Week that you are looking forward to that you want to make sure all of our listeners, you know, know about these certain things in particular? All right. Yep. Yeah, great. So, First thing I want listeners to make sure they know about is as part of this week, there will be a Black Entrepreneurship Summit. Okay. And so you get to hear about some of the um, great things, resources, support systems in place throughout Ohio to help advance black entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So I hope people understand that. And then for those listeners who are ethnically Hispanic, there's also a Hispanic Business Showcase on the 18th. It will be – it will be with Hispanic Business Center, but it will also be on virtual, but be a good chance to also showcase some of the great businesses in that community as well. Um, probably the third thing I think it's really exciting that I think listeners will be really cool on, and I think the, you know, the marijuana session is a good one, mm-hmm. because if we're talking about that concept of racial justice, because remember, we were getting imprisoned for the marijuana business. Right. Now it's becoming commercialized. Right. So a lot of us going figure out the trends and get caught up in and take what we were being punished for and make it your next business hustle is something I would definitely encourage people to check out. Okay, awesome. And then last but certainly not least, um, if you are thinking about starting a tech-based business, please, you know, or already have one, or not, even if you're not sure if your business is, check out Jumpstart's programming throughout the week. And feel free to sign up for office hours with me. And even if you're not tech-based business, I'll still help you and get mm-hmm. you connected to the people who can. Yeah, talk about that, you know, a tech-based business. Um, Why is that so important to you? All right. So when we talk about entrepreneurship, and I think it's very clear now this break-off, there are four different types of entrepreneurial ventures. We start with the micro-enterprises where somebody's going, I'm providing a service. So, for example, if I'm a lawyer opening up shop, then I'll do a Mm micro-enterprise. And it's micro-enterprise because at my level, my thing I'm selling is my time. I only got so much time to sell. Mm -hmm. 
you know, then we think of our main streets, you know, your people who you're, for example, just walk outside, your restaurant, the barbershop. These are the businesses that give communities character, okay. you know. You know, and then you have, you know, things that are second stage businesses where people have had micro enterprises or main street businesses for a while and want to grow them. Now, all these are fine, but one of the things that they're limited on is they, how do they generate wealth at scale? That's where innovation and tech-based businesses come into play. Uh-huh. It's the generation of wealth at scale that then the people who work there go back and go shop at the restaurants. They get the haircuts. They call the lawyers to help advise their businesses. They get the accountants to come help. They get the marketeers. So the reason why tech and innovation is so important to me and Jumpstart here, it's this is the catalyst that can grow everything else. And that's how we can use it as an engine for community wealth building. That's why we care so much about it. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, Polly, um, you are, you know, one that uh, is big on sustainability. Yes. Uh, For one, tell us what that word means. It's sort of a buzzword and people, it's thrown around a lot. What does that actually mean, sustainability? Yeah, the word sustainability is, is abstract because it talks about a future that isn't here yet, right? It's this idea that, you know, we need to create things in a way where we can continue to, um, where, where it can continue to run and function without becoming like a big burden or debt on society, right? Or it can continue to run and function without, you know, becoming obsolete by something else, mm-hmm. right? So it's just this idea that it can continue to exist and survive. And so when I talk about sustainability, I talk about the continuation or existence of a society that operates at this capacity, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I talk about it because we aren't sustainable in any measure of the word. Um, 92% of resources around the world are wasted, right? Yeah. 8% are returned yeah. to the market or into people's homes, whatever it is. And, you know, this idea is we need to start thinking about entrepreneurship and technology um, in, the, in terms of how it's going to enable us to actually become sustainable because that's the holy grail. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about utopia. I'm just talking about a society that can continue to function and run without completely overexhausting, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the abilities of Earth, right? Mm-hmm. The, the capacity of Earth. Because right. yeah. we only have so much. And right. then, you know, it's just, it's, there's really no more important mission, right? Short-term profit's never going to be more important than long-term, like, than longevity as a society. Mm-hmm. And it's just not even, it's a non-starter. Mm-hmm. Ron? Yeah, and, and Paulie thinks that I think of a, um, an old classic sermon that I believe was given by Otis Moss, um, a legendary reverend from Cleveland who yeah. went, people have got to stop sacrificing the future on the altar of the immediate you know and that's what you're really thinking about when you have the conversation sustainability is how are you making sure you're setting things up and structured in such a way mm-hmm. that you're taking care of the future right and you're continually taking care of the future right. you're right. not sacrificing it right. and when we think about where we are now with a lot of the stuff we talked about with covid and mm-hmm. with why we need why we're pushing new things with entrepreneurship mm-hmm. it's because historically we haven't done right for the children in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. But we still have an opportunity to correct for that now. And that's why Jump starts with the work with my work. That's why Paulie's pushing his work. That's mm-hmm. why we're elevating with our, through the platform of Global Entrepreneurship Week other people who are trying to champion this battle because it's going to take the community to build something sustainable. Yep. Right, right, right. Well, I, I will say, though, um, 
uh, things have been set up to be sustainable for certain people, certain children, right? Um, Just like, and as you all are talking, you know, it makes me think of, you know, wealth building. Mm -hmm. And we want to sustain future generations by always having, you know, that uh, pathway to wealth and financial stability, you know, when we're not here, right? And again, voting, you know, Mm -hmm. that's one way that we um, uh, uh, secure the future, not that we want to see right now, the altar of now, but for future generations, you know, our, all this community participation, even Global Entrepreneurship Week, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I mean, it is for us in the near future, but more so for, mm-hmm. again, generations to come. And um, uh, talk about specifically, though, how the uh, conference, I'll call it, um, um, addresses sustainability, um, not only just the environment, but also the sustainability of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's my favorite question of the day, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the reality <laughs> is, um, we're talking about social sustainability here, and with the conference, we are creating a community that's lo- loud enough, a community mm-hmm. that's loud enough to ask and demand for the things we want, and a lot of the changes that we need in terms of social justice and um, economic equality aren't going to come from, you know, anyone but the people who don't have it, right? And the fact of the matter is, if we solve that problem, the environmental pieces will just spin, yeah. they'll fall right behind it. Okay. Um, you know, we solve the social problems in our communities, the environment will just improve naturally. Okay. And that's just the bottom line but give us give us an example something that we can picture in our heads well for starters um we have a lot of uh public participation participation from like local governors and um, people who are making decisions at the policy level right and policy you know if we constrict the ability for businesses to operate in a certain way right i'm not saying you know destroy the free market but what i'm saying is create some boundaries so that those businesses can't exploit the people who don't have any power of saying no because right. that's just the truth of the matter. You know, you have a big Amazon-type corporation mm-hmm. that comes into a community and takes out all of the ability for that those people to perform the duties that they've been trained for for their whole lives, right? To do the work that they know how to do. And when that happens, there's just a drain. And talk about sustainability. Well, those people are now just going to be getting sold crap, and they're not going to be able to have any successful local businesses. And I don't, I'm not totally blaming corporate America, but what I'm saying is there's a government piece there's a policy piece and then there's a a private business piece where there needs to be some type of equilibrium of balance that kind of gives them a sense of um you know boundaries right about what's actually how how their work's actually impacting these people and and drawing a line in the sand right and so you know my the long-term goal is let's get some policy in place and let's get some real like like institutional change in place that gives these communities the tools they need to be entrepreneurial and to create wealth in their neighborhood and, um, you know, all I can say with Global Entrepreneurship Week is <laughs> we are having the conversations that need to happen and we're building a community that recognizes entrepreneurs for what, you know, recognizes entrepreneurs for what they do mm-hmm. and, and where we can go. And I don't think we can get to that social sustainability part without that community. Um, so that's really what this is. Cool. Ron? All right. And so at this point, the oh, because before I was a lawyer, I was an organizer. Mm-hmm. And organizing demands that you get people together, congregate, get loud, and then give them a platform where you can no longer ignore them. Exactly. So within that framework, a lot of your sessions, for example, with your policymakers and your leaders, mm-hmm. leaders of different corporate institutions, leaders of different entrepreneur support organizations, many of whom do have their challenges with diversity, racial equity, and inclusion, those are not simply sessions where they're talking about, here's how great I am. 
those are Q&A panel conversations where the community can start bringing up their questions and concerns mm -hmm. in an environment that you don't have the luxury of running away from. Because, you know, because part of organizing is what? Get loud, but get your people into a position where your voices can no longer be ignored. That's going to happen throughout the week. But what it also means then is because a lot of these sessions that you know are going to be recorded and with a lot of witnesses, it also means now, after the conference, things, here's what you can say for certain. I know you heard it because the community told it to you. Mm -hmm. We told it to you in 20 different ways in the 45-minute session. Mm -hmm. And then we told it to your colleagues in the following session. Mm -hmm. And then we went to some people for some help here, and they spoke. But then you also heard other leaders of the community talk about solutions that we could give to that right now. Did you follow up on that? Why not? And it provides a platform for to get the conversation started. You know that they've heard it. So when you follow up, it's not a matter of, well, we've never heard this before. Nope, I know you heard it. Mm. Now I'm coming back to hold you accountable. And when you continue to have meetings like this year after year after year, and follow through, mm -hmm. that's how you start building and getting change. Mm -hmm. That's the core of organizing, especially as we're going from off years elections where you don't have the voting power that mm -hmm. year, but you can definitely get loud and let people know that because we're asking these things, if we don't see them, you know where we feel on these things, yeah. and somebody else may get put in these positions next who gets it and will act accordingly. Yeah, uh, so uh, not did you hear it, but we know you heard it, and what are you going to do about it? Sir, we are speaking, okay? So we are talking to... <laughs> We are Bingo. talking to uh, Ron Stubblefield uh, of Jumpstart and Polly Succi, uh, coordinator of the Global Entrepreneurship Week Ohio. Uh, it's Jumpstart Friday, and uh, we will be right back. Our voices today on WOVU 95.9 FM. What's up, Cleveland? It's your girl, Jazzy J, and I just want to know, have you downloaded our app yet? Yes, our app. For Androids and iPhones, all you got to do is go to your app store and download WOVU 95.9 FM, and you can listen to us anywhere. This program is brought to you by Empower Cle, bridging the digital divide, providing reliable internet access to the greater Cleveland community. Hey, girl, what you doing? Just trying to figure out what's going to happen with these kids in school. What do you mean? I don't got no internet at home for them or for work. I don't know what I'm going to do. Girl, go to Empower Clee. And what is that? Empower Clee. They're right here in Cleveland. They offer high-speed internet. Girl, are you serious? Because I need it right now. Yes, and it gets better. My cousin just called them. She doesn't even have to pay a dime. How can I reach them? You can visit their website at www.empowercle.org or give them a call at 216-777-3859. What's the number again? 216-777-3859. Thanks, I'm going to call them right now. Remember, call 216-777-3859. That's 216-777-3859. And ask about free internet service for your high school student. On behalf of WOVU 95.9 FM, a Burton Bell Car community radio station, we extend a special thanks to Empower Clee for their support.
What's up, Cleveland? It's your girl, Jazzy J, and I'm here to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays, everyone. This year, remember to be grateful and be thankful for everything you have and even the things you don't because when you're grateful for what you have, you get rewarded with even more. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, Cleveland. It's your girl, Pearl 2, The Lean, and I want to wish you all a safe and happy Thanksgiving. This year, I'm very thankful for my family, my friends, and my mentors. Thank you all so much for supporting me, uplifting me, and encouraging me. Also, I'm very thankful for my family here at WOVU for believing in me. Thank you all so much. All right, we are back. It's Our Voices Today on Friday. It's Jumpstart Friday, and uh, we are getting excited for Global Entrepreneurship Week uh, taking place all around the world and right here in Ohio, virtually, of course, due to COVID-19 protocols. But November 16th through the 22nd, you can uh, log in and participate in a number of wonderful informational panels about entrepreneurship, uh, society, uh, and all things, the marijuana business. I mean, that. Okay, so clearly I'm partial to things related informationally to that particular thing. But, um, yeah, so uh, that sticks with me. But, you know, uh, starting a business, uh, you know, networking, uh, how to do uh, pitches. There's pitch competitions involved in this Entrepreneurship Week. Uh, Tell us about that. Polly Suchi, coordinator for uh, Global Entrepreneurship Week Ohio. And also... uh, uh, Ron Stubblefield is here from Jumpstart, uh, one of the entrepreneurs in residence. And again, you can uh, check out all of the information and get registered for this wonderful free global event at GEWOhio.com. That's GEWOhio.com. But yeah, Paulie, tell us about the pitch contest. Yeah, Hudson um, Library and Burton D. Morgan are doing, I think it's like their fourth or fifth annual uh, pitch night, and then they're doing a teen pitch night. Yeah, um, which I thought was super cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then there's, um, in, over in uh, Toledo, there's a high schooler named Jack Thompson who is um, trying to start a new program to reach kids in uh, high school. Mm-hmm. So he's doing a virtual program, and then he's going to have them pitch on stage, virtual stage, um, yeah. in that day. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a great program, getting kids uh, into the field of entrepreneurship giving them the tools they need to you know talk about their ideas and and turn it into a business Um, yeah yeah so okay cool Ron I'm like you have nothing to add on that (laughs) yeah yeah but what an exciting experience to uh you know take what you have learned you know perhaps in jumpstart programming or the urban league or whatever score all of that stuff put it together and be able to uh present it and um so I have um one question so we are uh on the brink of we're trying to transition right between <laughs> presidential administrations um, in terms of uh, sustainability, uh, business and entrepreneurship. Um, and this question goes to the two of you. Uh, what do you feel uh, has been beneficial uh, in those areas of entrepreneurship, business, sustainability that this administration, you know, has done well with? The, the one that hasn't conceded. 
Yes, the one that has not conceded. Um, or has yet to concede. Well, I or mean... Per- perhaps he won't. I don't know. I, I think it's harder to know the truth about where people stand on things because it's such a complex issue. Mm-hmm. And the platform really wasn't about sustainability. I mean, Trump touted business. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. did do things to, like, lack... Like, you know, take pressure off of certain types of corporations that make a certain amount of money. But that doesn't necessarily um, mean or translate into, you know, economic opportunity um, or better business environment for entrepreneurs that I care about. So, um, you know, that's a hard discussion to have. But ultimately, I think um, the way that um, the administration approached business was not um, in line with what the future policy should look like. Um, I think it was more so about preserving um, the institution as it is. Right, mm-hmm. the American market, the American political institution, um, trying to just, you know, keep corporations running where they are. We bailed out too many corporations. We bailed out too many airlines. Um, people would argue the other side, but we need to stop bailing them out. We need to let the market correct itself and um, do things naturally. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If the government steps in only for certain parties, for certain types of industries or corporations, then, you know. Who's how, how you know how how is that a good thing technically right because mm-hmm. who's making that decision the lobbyists or you know who right so what the where do you are you what do you think about the incoming administration and what they mm-hmm. proposed in those areas um, I mean it looks better um, and I think we have um, a base of people that regardless of how well they know the policy they want something different um, so we're talking about the Green New Deal here we're talking about um, I guess Biden's approach on climate change, it seems forward, um, but I guess it's going to take me a while to truly make up my mind about whether or not they are um, in the business of getting it done, right? A mm-hmm. sustainable business environment, yeah. um, creating that, yeah. right? Um, but I do think it's very obvious that they're way more forward-thinking um, in terms of these social issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have the first woman in office that is also... Um, five other five different things or something. <laughs> right she's just an awesome person yeah um so she's a human you know a human just like all of us ron you're shaking your head i'm like yep so to pick back for paulie's answers i'll split first on what the outgoing administration is doing i yeah. call them outgoing because they're going to go out uh-huh. the people have spoken um so his while the priority ultimately was bigger businesses to the extent that anything decent came out the administration one of your big things you could say was certain things around the CARES Act because it provided more funding for your small business development centers, such as ECDI, such as HBC, such as Urban League, to then better support entrepreneurs through different more business advisors, business coaching, business training. That was a decent step in the right direction. It's not enough. Um, PPP, for those who were our small entrepreneurs who had strong banking relationships, it helped them get some baseline capital to help weather the storm. However, we have to say that with the fact that there are too many entrepreneurs who are underbanked, and so it wasn't strong enough. And that banking piece, uh, I realize, is important because the the PPP, Paycheck Protection mm-hmm. Program, those were loans. Yep, right? those were, yep, those were loans that were facilitated and administered through the banks. So what right. the government did was they said, we will provide, we will underwrite the risk for loan giving to the banks and provide the banks the capital. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you didn't have the relationship to the banks, mm-hmm. then that meant that you weren't getting the capital. And so that rewarded those with access and privilege, right. not those who have been historically excluded through policies of exclusion that were driven by racism. Now to your second part of your question, what do I see from the potential see from the Biden administration? Part one, some of the best champions 
within Cleveland for racial inclusion and economic development that were at KeyBank are now the team leads for Biden's Department of Treasury transition wow. team. So I, so you know right there, people who do care and who have been fighting for years on how do we rethink through these banking regulations to solve that access problem are leading those transition conversations. Okay. That's a sign of hope. Right. Second, from the perspective of venture capital, Biden's chief of staff is from the venture capital community. Mm -hmm. And so there were a lot of things the venture capital community has been trying to push to make things more accessible for terms of getting capital out to other entrepreneurs, as well as opening up opportunities. So for example, we think of our brothers from the diaspora, ancestors from the diaspora, mm -hmm. who want to immigrate here to start businesses. Historically, you know, not, there's no immigration pathway for those who are entrepreneurs. The Biden administration with Obama tried to come up with something like that, and now that you have Biden coming in, there's a sign for more opportunity and open there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then um, as you're talking about other small things, I think we take for granted how it ties to entrepreneurship. You have the first administration talking about some form of student loan forgiveness, which is so critical mm -hmm. because a lot of people, the reason they don't start businesses is that debt loads are too much. Okay. Um, you also start talking about things such as um, building back better and trying to pull our manufacturing back but this time push a point that there is more diversity in those contracts and support, mm -hmm. which creates new opportunities for our business community. Mm -hmm. Now the key for us for all this to work is how effective Biden's team can be is gonna be a function of two things. First, what happens in the Senate race? Because if the Republicans can control the Senate, they will obstruct because these are issues they do not care about. They have shown us who they are, believe them. Second, um, it's what do we do from communities to help continue to organize and keep that pressure, keep that noise. Mm -hmm. This is what we need mm -hmm. because while we have good allies who have proximity to the power, mm -hmm. the community has proximity to the problem. Mm -hmm. We have got to continually organize to make sure that those with the proximity to the power who do have good intentions and want to do it, do something well, understand what it takes to get it right. Mm -hmm. And Global Entrepreneurship, Entrepreneurship Week is one example of that organizing and some of the community building that I know Pauly plans to do after that. The work that my partners are continually doing are all necessary steps to keep that pressure on, to get the change that's been promised to us and long overdue, mm -hmm. but it's time has come. Wow, wow. I really have enjoyed this show, just uh, uh, being in the room with the two of you. Um, it's just, I don't know. I'm over. I'm verklempt. Uh, but um, Global Entrepreneurship Week, let's talk about, you know, uh, because what has the thoughts that were coming through my head were, you know, um, how can Global Entrepreneurship Week Ohio possibly, you know, we, we like do a lot. Right. But then I realized it's not just Ohio, it's a whole network of people. And that's how, as individuals, we find ourselves contributing to the greater good, um, connecting with other people who are like-minded. Um, and that leads to a network all across the world because, mm -hmm. I mean, we're all humans, right? And so um, um, in terms of, uh, you know, where we're going, where we stand, um, Oh, this is what I wanted to ask. What is the overall theme of Global Entrepreneurship Week? Two themes. Uh, one is Black Business Matters. We're using that as kind of like a key tag because, you know, that's the summit and like some of the key issues we want to mm -hmm. address. But also, um, you know, it's it's a shared purpose. It's establishing a shared purpose. It's understanding that we 
need to support entrepreneurs more. We need to lift them up and celebrate them and recognize the work they do. And the theme is just really just entrepreneurship, honest, honest to God. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> honest to God, entrepreneurship. Seriously. Yes. Um, <laughs> because, you know, this is my thoughts on this global movement is that we're establishing a shared purpose um, and we're, we're agreeing on a global scale, at least for this week, that entrepreneurship is something we need to focus on and celebrate um, because, you know, I only can imagine the world will create if things continue to be, um, you know, if people continue around the world to not have access, right? Mm-hmm. It's just going to continue in the direction we're going. So I think, um, you know, this shared purpose is going to change the world because I think the way that people think about entrepreneurs now is not enough. I think we don't see them as heroes and champions of society, um, but they are. You know, they're the people that are changing communities and coming yeah. up with solutions on the ground, yeah. not from, you know, a 56-floor f- f- penthouse in New York City. Mm-hmm. Like, those aren't the people that are going to, like, push the needle forward it's it's not it's it, they're gonna spin the hamster wheel that's fine mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that because we need stability and we right. need we need cohesion but right. we also need to, that cohesion to include these other groups right. and and then bring them all together right, right? In the both same sides pod. of the coin yeah. exactly because yeah. i'm not blaming anyone at this point it's mm-hmm. just that we need to be louder and ask and right. say it's time for the entrepreneurs to step up mm-hmm. all right cool ron yep and i think that's probably the if there's one other point i could help anyone in the audience take away today it's this Mm -hmm. a major thing we have talked about is well ceos in this country are the job creators and i will tell you that's actually wrong every major corporation you see was the product of some entrepreneur entrepreneurship built the economy of this country Mm -hmm. cleveland is the house entrepreneurship built one of the reasons why we see oh. things are not going the way we're next going is because we're not making it easy. We're not being inclusive and opening up the space for people to build. Okay. Weeks like this matter because we're building community of builders, and these builders are going to make our society more equitable, more just, more sustainable for all. Okay. So you probably just explained the answer to the question I'm about to ask you, but go back and tell us exactly what you mean by Cleveland is the house that entrepreneurship built. All right. Perfect. So let's step back. We talk about the Cleveland's legacy of manufacturing. Okay. You know, you talk about, look at all these great foundations that we have here, Cleveland Foundation. Well, let's step back. How do those manufacturing things come up to be? Entrepreneurs said, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. How do we get the foundation, all the great arts and things we see here? Rockefellers, the Rockefellers, mm-hmm. the Rockefellers made a, said, sure. I'm going to start my oil, standard oil, and did wealth generated, built a lot of things here. Mm-hmm. You see it, we see it very frankly with a lot of our design, we see it with our museums, you see it with a lot of our baseline for our healthcare infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Even the Cleveland Foundation, who was taking care of the city through the philanthropic arm, is doing so because of Rockefeller's efforts. And when you think of all of these other groups here, you know, even in our neighborhoods, mm-hmm. the barber shop that we call that gives neighborhood character, an entrepreneur built that. When I yeah. want some soul food, Angie's entrepreneurship, she gave me that. <laughs> so you know, entrepreneurship built this. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen over the past few decades, as entrepreneurship has declined in this country, we start seeing in many places here, where's the community growth? Where's the new vibrancy? Mm-hmm. And that's why it matters. You recognize because entrepreneurs ultimately built up the type of wealth and other social capital to build these things up, we need to reactivate the next generation of entrepreneurs to take us to the next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. 
Wow. Well, uh, thank you so much. I encourage anyone, all of you out there to definitely tap into these guys. Uh, Ron Stubblefield, an entrepreneur in residence uh, with Jumpstart and Polly Suchi, a coordinator for the Global Entrepreneurship Week Ohio. Uh, Polly, take us out with uh, uh, talk about vibrancy, a vibrant invitation to uh, come and register and check out Global Entrepreneurship Week 2020, November, starting November 16th. All right. Um, so if you're listening, um, thank you. And, you know, I, I highly encourage you, um, if you want to continue these conversations and be a part of building this community that has the ability to change things, join us. Um, you know, even if it's just for one session or an hour, mm-hmm. um, just join us, tune in, show the support, share some things, join the conversation. Awesome. Awesome. So, yes, definitely go ahead and jump into Global Entrepreneurship Week. Remember, uh, you can register for free at GEWOhio.com. That's GEWOhio.com. Uh, all through the week, go ahead and just take a look at the schedule. You will find something that speaks to you, whether you are just getting started with a business, maybe you have an idea, or maybe if you don't, you're just curious. Or, you know, if you are seasoned, entrepreneur and you just you and you're looking to expand or you know gain, get some more ideas or for me it would be to uh just see what's going on in this industry because i am you know if you're not excited about it after today's conversation uh you know then we don't know what to do with you we got you got ron stubblefield here going off on the brain from the <laughs> dome you know what i'm saying uh but uh yeah call ron stubblefield at jumpstart i, I tap into this dude uh, i definitely i'm going to start following the both of y'all on instagram that's what i'm gonna do and uh so thank you so much to everyone for listening to jumpstart friday on our voices today on wovu 95.9 fm make sure you go ahead and register gewohio.com and be sure to uh you know drink lots of clean water eat the healthiest foods you can find and get some good rest get some rest for uh, our friend paulie there because he is tired but working hard for global <laughs> entrepreneurship week ohio by cleveland Bailey's symptoms started out mild. She was tired and had a headache. Over a week in late April, her body grew weaker. She had trouble breathing. It was hard for the 52-year-old graphic designer to get work done or to take care of the three young children who live with her. Bailey knew it was likely she had the new virus that was sweeping across the country, but she refused to go to the hospital, even after a nurse suggested that she should go to the emergency room. Bailey's mistrust in the medical system, like many black Americans, can be traced back to the Tuskegee syphilis study, which experimented on hundreds of black men in Alabama without their permission. It was also based on what she's seen in her life. Bailey's aunt was hospitalized for COVID-19 and put on a ventilator. My aunt ended up getting very sick, swelling. She swelled, her legs swelled, she couldn't watch, she was in pain. They took her to the hospital, they kept her, put her on a ventilator, and she died. The relationship black Americans have with the country's health care system is a complicated one. The pandemic has only underscored that. In Cleveland, 
Half of city residents are black, but they make up a larger share of those hospitalized for COVID-19 and of those who die. Part of that is because health problems like diabetes and high blood pressure that make COVID more dangerous are more common among black Clevelanders. It's also because more black Clevelanders work in essential jobs that put them at risk. The distrust also means fewer black residents volunteer for clinical trials to test vaccines. And many are skeptical of taking vaccines once they're approved. That has created a challenge, one that doctors and researchers have been working on slowly over time. Before COVID-19 hit, efforts were underway to gain trust with minority health fairs and clinics and community boards to help examine the research. Now the work is more important than ever. This series is a partnership between the Northeast Ohio Solutions Journalism Collaborative, the Cleveland Observer, and WOVU 